And joining us for the news briefing here in the studio is Son j i u n Good morning. Good morning. Well, we know that uh, COVID-19 is a reality that is going to be with us for quite a while. It has been with us for quite a while. We're nearing the uh, year-end point. The Korean government has been making little tweaks on the social distancing guidelines as they've kind of gotten to know more about how this virus Mm -hmm. uh, reacts and spreads through the community. And this was partly to ease restrictions for many businesses that were trying to stay afloat while still adhering to social distancing Mm -hmm. guidelines. That might have been the intention, and we could say maybe that was good intentioned Mm -hmm. policies. But it's received a lot of backlash because a lot of people just feel that there is no uh, consistency. Right. And the businesses that are completely shut down, some of them feel like, why are Mm -hmm. we the ones targeted and not the other guys in this other industry? So we're going to discuss that in more detail a little later on, June. But first, as we always do, can you give us a brief daily COVID-19 update? Sure. So for two days in a row, the number of daily confirmed cases fell below 1,000. Yesterday, the country reported 840 confirmed cases, making the total 65,818. Now, 840 cases yesterday and 809 of them were locally transmitted cases, while 31 were imported cases. Uh, Unfortunately, country's death toll has now passed the 1,000 mark uh, with 1,027 death toll so far after adding 20 more deaths yesterday. Now, let's take a look at the regional breakdown. As you can see, more than half of the cases still come from the metropolitan areas, uh, 264 from Seoul, 284 from Gyeonggi, and 38 from Incheon. Okay, so we are hopefully getting down towards a a downward trend and we'll continue Mm -hmm. to keep our eyes on that number. Why are we getting to that downward trend? It's because of the increased social distancing guidelines and goes back to what we're talking about Mm -hmm. beginning of this uh, segment here. Uh, For me personally, um, as an avid gym goer and not being able to go to the gym on a daily basis has been a huge disruption. Mm -hmm. But more than that, it's really you feel sympathy for those Mm -hmm. gym owners and you wonder if they're going to survive. And they've really been front and center in this uh, protest movement. Can you talk about those who are not happy that they've not been included in that so-called leniency? Right. So earlier this week, I remember reporting that the government has been making changes and adjustments Mm. as they go, but some were not happy. And like you said, gyms are... the prime example. Well, while health authorities eased regulations on taekwondo and ballet centers, they outright banned indoor sports facilities. Uh, as the ban continues for an extended period, these indoor sports facilities have suffered a great deal uh, in terms of business. This time, thankfully, they have been heard. Prime Minister c h o n g s e k y u n said during an interagency meeting on the COVID-19 response held at the government complex yesterday that the rules must be supplemented if the rules aren't accepted by those affected. Now, many welcomed the announcement and said that they do not wish to resume their business 100% and that reopening should only be allowed when they comply with strict indoor disinfection and antivirus measures. While some were relieved to hear the government's response, others still remain anxious as they have not been addressed. For example, businesses such as billiard centers and Koen Norebang, which is basically a singing cubicle, have been complaining as well as they believe they've been treated unfairly. Now, it's too early to get disappointed, though, 
as Yoon Tae-ho, a senior health official at KCDA, said the agency will definitely go over the fairness issues and complaints raised from businesses with related government departments. Yeah, I mean, the, the one dilemma here is, and you might have sympathy for the gyms, like mm-hmm. I might personally have sympathy, but then you'll have the other industries go, hey, wait, what about me? And then yeah. you'll have the other, and so it becomes this domino mm-hmm. effect. And then at the end of the day, what would be the point of the social Mm -hmm. distancing guidelines in terms of keeping um, people safe uh, during a pandemic. So it's a difficult balancing act for sure. Now, that idea of reform, Jiyun, it seems to be a big keyword this year, even in the communications and media industry. So we have the KCC, the Korea Communications Commission, announcing yesterday their plans to reform the media landscape. Yes, uh, the commission announced that it plans to strengthen the media's public responsibility and revitalize the industry by reforming various media regulations, including the controversial broadcasting license fee and creating a fair environment for competition. This announcement immediately sparked debate over whether this means that KBS, the country's public broadcaster, is increasing its fee. In fact, it has already submitted a proposal to its board Uh, proposing that they raise the fee from 2,501 to 4,001. However, the commission did deny any speculation, saying that there were no such discussions. Chairman Han Sang-hyuk did concede uh, to the need to raise the public broadcasting fee at a confirmation hearing held at the National Assembly last July, though. He said the circumstances require the commission to fundamentally rethink the revenue structure as a few deregulations won't be enough to rid the existing problems the country's land-based TV stations are facing. And that reform plan brings in the internet video streaming services that were previously pretty much unregulated mm-hmm. uh, under its auspices. So what changes are we expecting on that front? Well, the commission plans to legislate the concept of audio-video media services, which include the internet video streaming services as existing laws fell behind the advancement of technology. This means over-the-top media services, known as OTT, and live commerce services could be monitored as well. A number of consumer complaints were raised in regards to these services. Now, the commission is thus reviewing whether to assess their performance on consumer protection. The commission is also reviewing whether to collect a broadcasting development fund for these services as well. We'll see how these reform plans uh, go underway. Let's turn to our next story. This is a sensitive foreign policy issue, this time Korea being stuck between the U.S. and Iran. Mm-hmm. Iran is holding hostage Korea's chemical tanker and its crew of some 20 people in Gulf waters, some of them Korean nationals. They are demanding that Seoul release some $7 billion of uh, mm-hmm. Iranian funds, which are frozen under U.S. sanctions. So what's going on? Well, M.T. Hanguk Kemi, a South Korean oil tanker, was seized by Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guards Corps in the Strait of Hormuz early this week for alleged marine pollution, they say. Uh, There are 20 crew members abroad, including five Korean nationals. The seizure has been seen as an attempt to press its demand for Seoul to release its funds Uribank and the Industrial Bank of Korea have withheld under the latest U.S. sanctions as the outgoing president, Donald Trump, imposed additional sanctions on Iran. A group of Korean delegates left Uh, for the Iran last midnight, and this comes after Saeed Hatid 
Zadi, the spokesman for the Iranian foreign ministry, said there is no need for such a delegation to come. He said the issue does not require a diplomatic visit as it's a matter that is going to be dealt by its judiciary. Uh, nonetheless, the Korean delegation headed by Koo Gyeong-sak, the director general of the ministry's African and Middle Eastern Affairs, did leave uh, for Iran last night and it seems like the two sides have worked out an agreement. Uh, The concern is that there may be very little room for negotiation between the two countries' authorities as it's the Islamic Revolutionary Guards behind the seizure, not the Iranian government. Uh, Korea definitely needs a strong move to get a friendly response from the Iranian government and the Revolutionary Guards, for instance, uh, securing a larger volume of vaccine from the U.S. uh, than initially initially agreed to turn everything around. Right, and so... um We need to get some expert analysis on what's going on right now and maybe the implications for both Uh, the bilateral relationship between South Korea and Iran, as well as uh, the U.S., which is, of course, uh, the major impetus as to why this dispute is taking place. Joining us from the Division of International Studies at Handong University is Professor Park Won-gon on the line. Hello. Hello. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Professor Park. Thank you so much for joining us. A very sensitive situation indeed for South Korea. Iran initially claiming that this was because of some environmental chemical issue of pollution But later, it has been found that they indeed do want this uh, $7 billion worth of uh, Iranian funds to be released from South Korean banks. Uh, Give us your overall thoughts on Iran's, um, I guess, the Revolutionary Guard, separate from the government, their decision to seize the tanker. Yeah, but still, I think uh, Iran's decision to seize the tanker is closely related to the frozen $7 billion U.S. dollars, Mm. because... There are several reasons. First, there is no clear sign that vessel to create environment or chemical pollution. And uh, our South Korean first vice minister, Choi jong yesterday at the National Assembly, and he said that um, he believed there is no evidence providing Iran's claim. And at the same time, the uh, second reason is that South Korean government got the, some kind of warning a month ago, the possibility to seize the Korean vessel because of this frozen, frozen asset. And third, um, Iran already criticized South Korea and just mentioned that I think um, government spokesperson of Iran, and he said if anyone is a hostage taker, it's South Korean government, and which has taken us this more than $7 billion of our revenue for no reasons. And also some other Iran's uh, news outlet, and they accused South Korea and said that, quote, we captured the thieves and also a clean response to revenue thieves. So I think overall, it's pretty much closely related to this uh, frozen money. Okay. Well, uh, if that's the situation, um, we do feel that there are certainly tensions here, and uh, South Korea sending a a destroyer, the uh, Treyongho, uh, to the Hormuz, the Strait of Hormuz, uh, for backup. Uh, the U.S. could play a role here as a facilitator or me- mediator or even trying to alleviate the uh, situation. I don't think we expect necessarily uh, major hostilities to break out about this. But overall, how do you think this will affect the uh, complicated U.S.-South Korea-Iran dynamic? Yeah, 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 definitely. It is a very complicated issue. And South Korea government could not release the frozen assets because of the United sanctions. So that means... United States uh, is deeply embarked to this uh, the incident, and at this very moment, we all know that U.S. is you know now in the transition, and then we got the news that U.S. Congress has been occupied by protesters. Mm-hmm. So I don't think U.S. has the, any 
uh, kind of, uh, you know, right now to step up this incident. But overall, this is kind of, uh, you know, um, before the negotiation, resuming negotiation between United States and Iran, and it's kind of uh, they have the struggle to get the upper hand and before resuming negotiation. And Iran is uh, get used to have this kind of brinkmanship, and, and that means the Iran wanted to put the pressure on the United States. And at the same time, United States also wanted to pressure on Iran, and the United States decided to remain the aircraft carrier limits in the Middle East, too. So I think um, we know that the Joe Biden, the president-elect, and he mentioned during the campaign, and he will resume this negotiation with Iran, and which means that the possibility to back to so-called the JCPOA. But uh, there are some, some precondition, for example, like the bringing the ballistic missile development issue, too. So it is all kind of, uh, you know, just before the resuming negotiation, the uh, kind of struggle of who's got the leverage upper hand, the upcoming negotiation, um, the, both the Iran and the United States. Right. Now, just briefly, the final question here, there's talk about a creative way, maybe not give the money, but use the funds to procure uh, vaccine supplies for the country of Iran, uh, utilizing the COVAX facility. Uh, the U.S. apparently on board with that. Do you think that is going to ultimately be the solution? Well, as far as I know, the South Korean government already have a very close concert, uh, discussion with this, this issue with the U.S. Treasury Department. And I heard that U.S. government um, agreed to using this money for these COVAX facilities. But problem is that Iran has uh, some kind of doubt on the United States. During this, uh, you know, the transition and the money should go to U.S. bank and there is possibility frozen by the U.S. government. So that's what the Iran has worried. So if, uh, for example, like United States government guaranteed to uh, using this money for the buying the vaccine, then there is a possibility to get some kind of agreement between, uh, between South Korea and Iran. All right. Well, uh, we certainly hope for uh, a peaceful outcome uh, from uh, this ordeal. Professor Park won as always, a pleasure. Happy New Year once again, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. All right. Thank you. Uh, that was Professor Park won from the Division of International Studies at Handong University. Uh, Ji-yoon waiting very patiently here <laughs> and pleasure. ready for our next story. Uh, let's talk about another big controversy, and that has been this uh, delay to pass what is known as the Industrial Accident Act. Um, On the one hand, businesses are upset because they feel that this is going to stifle their uh, ability to Mm -hmm. make money. But then on the other hand, the victims' families of workers who have already died, but also uh, the uh, more progressive parties are upset that this bill is being watered down. Uh, The bill is set to be put to a vote at the plenary session tomorrow. It's been modified. Um, Have there been some other last-minute revisions? Yes, actually. The ruling and the opposition sat down yesterday to discuss the details of the bill, such as its technicality. technicality, After some two-hour-long discussion, DP Representative Pek Heryeon, head of the Bill Review Subcommittee of the Legislation and Judiciary Committee, announced that the party has finally agreed to exclude employers with less than five employees from the bill. Uh, Earlier in the day, the subcommittee also decided to exclude small enterprises and schools uh, from the coverage of serious civil disaster act. Yeah, and so if that would be one of the concerns addressed is that if you have a company smaller than five Mm -hmm. employees, 
you're not a big shot, you're not a chebel, you're not, you know, one of these greedy big companies, but you might be very sensitive to this kind of liability mm-hmm. uh, risk that you have with employees. You, you should want to keep your employees safe no matter what. But uh, I guess what they're saying is they're going to exempt uh, from severe punishment those mm-hmm. smaller, uh, lower revenue firms. Let's talk now about, are you a big investor in the stock market yourself? I'm a... Aspiring stock market investor. Well, uh, I I believe that the uh, last few months have been very prosperous Mm -hmm. for you and uh, others. This uh, stock buying spree and the upward trajectory of both the Cosby and the Cosdeck have been historic. Speaking of the Cosby, it touched 3,000 points for the first time in the market's 38-year history. Give us an overall Look at the market, please. Yes, uh, it's definitely a historic milestone. Uh, Thanks to the buying spree led by individual investors, uh, that doesn't include me, (laughs) Korea's benchmark stock index hit a fresh high yesterday. Uh, Kospi topped the historic 3,000-point mark, and after rising as high as 3,037.16 points, though, it fell 22.36 points, closing the day at 2,968.21 points. Points. Now, analysts believe the rally will continue for some time. Uh, major brokerages predict that the Kospi will continue to gain this year and peak to as high as 3,300 points. Head of the Kiyom Securities Researcher, Research Center Kim Ji-san said the money move will continue, referring to how the capital is currently shifting from real estate to stock market. Uh, head of the Shinyang Securities Research Center Kim Hak-yun believes that a structural change in the industries have played a part in the continued rally. Yeah, and so it is quite clear that uh, a lot of people who have been frustrated with the real estate situation or quite frankly are not able to participate in the real estate market have decided to turn to the stock market as Mm -hmm. the investment vehicle to perhaps gain or uh, grow their assets. And so we have seen now this um, kind of snowball effect with Mm -hmm. the markets, more and more people deciding that this is the way to go. The ironic ironic situation here is that should the government somehow figure out an effective real estate policy that Mm. makes it affordable and at the same time more attractive for investments, you're going to see a lot of money then pour back into real estate. And then all these people who have invested a lot of money in the stock market are going to be at risk to to be uh, perhaps uh, suffering a little bit of a downfall here. So that those are going to be things to keep an eye on as we head forward in 2021 and decide what the uh, government or see what the government decides to do, both with real estate policy and, of course, Mm -hmm. keeping an eye on this market and hoping that the bull market continues. But as we know, nothing goes up forever and eventually there is going to be a, a downward trend. All right, we got to talk about one more story. And uh, if you have all these investments uh, and you make a lot of money, you know that eventually the uh, the tax bill will come due. Yesterday, the uh, Ministry of Economy and Finance announced a uh, set of revised enforcement degrees following the uh, 2020 tax law revision. So what should we know? Right, so... There are a long list of revisions, but just to let you know a few that Mm -hmm. would help uh, your daily lives. After the revision, hairdressers, accommodation service workers, and a wider range of service workers who make less than 2.1 million won a month will not be taxed for their overtime pay and holiday work pay. The range of employees who can qualify for such tax exemption has been expanded under the revision, and the range now includes uh, the 
the service industries that I've mentioned earlier, as well as telemarketers, rental service workers, tour and leisure service workers, and etc. Uh, moreover, the base amount for simplified taxation for value-added tax will increase from annual sales of 48 million won to 80 million won. Uh, in line with this, the range for added value ratio will also increase to minimum 15% to maximum 40%. Businesses, however, that make less than 4.8 million won a year will be exempt from VAT. Moreover, starting next year, eight industries, including car wash business, wall cover and floor sheet retailers, as well as camera and related goods retailers and motorcycle retailers, are required to issue cash receipts for transactions larger than 100,001. Right. So you close some loopholes because we know a lot of businesses who will say, hey, if you use a credit card, I'm going to have to charge more. But mm-hmm. if you pay me cash, yes. um, I, can, I can get you a discount there. But overall... With some of these companies, and a lot of them, as you say, just they're not really making a lot of money, but they're still kind of suffering under mm-hmm. some uh, what they believe to be onerous tax liability. So it's kind of a way of simplifying the system and making sure that people don't that right. don't have to pay uh, don't have to pay too much of an excessive amount of tax. All right, we will leave it there uh, to you. And as always, thank you very much for the hard work. Appreciate it. Stay safe out there. It is uh, very cold and it is uh, very wet. And I see, and we will see you next week. I will see you next week.